these people. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. There's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. And they see their MAGA failure to stop a peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election as preparation for the 2022 and 2024 elections. History tells us the blind loyalty to a single leader and a willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. This is inflammatory. It's dangerous. It's against the rule of law. And we, the people, must say, this is not who we are. Courage that digs deep when we need it. They're entitled to be outrageous. This is a democracy. President Joe Biden slams Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans in fiery speech. This was from Newsweek. President Joe Biden lashed out at former President Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans in a speech described as shocking. It was a shocking rebuke to his predecessor. President Biden said MAGA Republicans are a threat to democracy. Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? Good? I hope so. Because I want to talk about democracy. And I want to talk about the stage of the world and the stage of reality, real life, guys. There's many stages of life. You're born, you live, you die. What encompasses all that? Well, that's your purpose, isn't it? Purpose that drives you. Purpose that defines you. Purpose, Mr. Anderson. Purpose. Purpose that guides us. Purpose that defines us. That's what uh, Agent Smith said to Neo. I believe it was the Matrix. Uh, unloaded? Reloaded? In many ways, politics is a theater for policy discussions. As the theater entertains you, Politicians tell the truth through varied layers of symbolism and stage management. Not. They don't tell you the truth, do they? But they do signal meaning in the colors they choose to wear, the towns they visit, and the venues they appear in. On the outside, activists stage elaborate performance art, like handing out flip-flops or t-shirts bumper stickers, shaming other candidates who switch positions and flip-flop, speaking of flip-flops, 
or flying prop planes with slogans dragging behind on banners, putting yard signs out in unmowed household areas. It's a show, isn't it? Since 2001, the Defense Department, State Department, and U.S. Agency for International Development have spent or appropriated between $934 billion and $978 billion, according to an inflation-adjusted estimate calculated by Netta Crawford, a political science professor and co-director of the Costs of War Project at Brown University. Those figures, they don't include money spent by other agencies, such as the CIA, the Department of Veterans Affairs, which is responsible for medical care for wounded veterans, you would assume. What did we get for this $1 trillion effort? What was worth $1 trillion? Jeffrey Eggers, a retired Navy SEAL and White House staffer for Bush and Obama, told government interviewers, he, he, he quoted, uh, he was quoted in saying, after the killing of Osama bin Laden, I said that Osama was probably laughing in his watery grave, considering how much we've spent on Afghanistan. <laughs> how much did we spend on Afghanistan? How much did we spend on Yemen, Somalia, Libya, and Iraq? Tell the truth, guys. Or are you at war with the truth, too? U.S. officials constantly said that they were making progress until... The New York Times came out with a piece saying that the officials at the Pentagon had no clear, quote, no clear objective. They were not making progress, and they knew it. An exclusive post-investigation found a confidential trove of government documents obtained by the Washington Post, and that revealed that the senior U.S. officials failed to tell the truth about the war in Afghanistan throughout the 18-year campaign making rosy pronouncements they knew to be false and hiding unmistakable evidence, the war had become unwinnable. Those documents also contradict a long chorus of public statements from U.S. presidents, military commanders, diplomats, the ones who assured America's and Americans year after year that the, the war in Afghanistan was worth fighting, that that was worth the $1 trillion investment. But those, docu those documents by the Washington Post, they were generated by a federal project examining the root of failures in the longest armed conflict in the U.S. history. They included more than 2,000 pages of previously unpublished notes of interviews with people who played a direct role in the war, from generals to diplomats to aid workers and Afghan officials like Asraf Ghani. The U.S. government tried to shield the identities of the vast majority of those interviewed for the project and concealed nearly all of their remarks. But the Post won their freedom, American Freedom uh, release of the documents under the Freedom of Information Act after a three-year legal battle. And now we have the Afghanistan Papers. And now we know that Joe Biden and the Democrats and the Republicans are at war with the truth. Something that we knew all along because the first president of the United States said, these two parties will usurp the reins of government and carve for themselves the very engines from that which brought them to unjust dominion and establish a new tyranny. 
So in Afghanistan, not only were we stranded without a strategy, not only did we have Bush and Barack Obama, two polar opposites, <clears throat> quote unquote, of the spectrum, planned to uh, win a war, planned to accomplish a mission, but both destined to fail, built to fail, planned to fail. That's what neoliberalism is, guys. It's a promise. It's a campaign fiery speech about MAGA Republicans. It's a vow to the American people, despite the vows that were mired in nation building and restoring the soul of America. It's a empty promise that wastes billions of dollars consumed by corruption and flooded with the money of campaign finance contributions. All while the American people turn a blind eye to the truth. And that's why I say we're at war with the truth. This dark Brandon rising has left me unguarded, guys. And not only me, but the nation. Unguarded nation with security forces, with regime change wars all over the globe. Much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. MAGA force. Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? Hi guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. Welcome to Tommy Nation Tuesday live stream. I've got an all-star panel with me today. We're going to be discussing the behaviors and tactics of the Democrats and Republicans. And I've got a lot of questions for my panel. And I'm glad that y'all are here being free-thinking, innovative, and open-minded. I want to uh, introduce everyone. Don't know, of course, my co-host, Jamar Jabari. We've got Dan, taxation is theft, Berman, petition, still perhaps? Who knows? We'll ask. And Riley Dolan, welcome to the show, Riley. Progressive, small town in southwest Washington called Alaska, where he's from. He's a political community organizer, just like Barack Obama. Did you drink the water in Mississippi, Ryan? Riley, we'll talk. We'll, we'll ask you that. But um, we got a lot of questions, guys. But we, the people of the United States, we're here in order to form a more perfect union to establish justice, promote the general welfare, and ensure domestic tranquility. And uh, for my first question goes to you, Riley. Of course, you already know what that will be. These politicians are talking, again, midterm rhetoric about you're the enemy. You know, you're the enemy. What do they try to communicate to the American people as far as the United States of America and our, you know, that common bonds? What, what, what is going on with this pol political circus? 
Yeah, it's a great question, uh, and a lot of time could be spent on it, but we can keep it brief. I think a lot of people realize in politics, especially communicators, that most of the general public don't actually make their decisions. They don't choose who they're going to vote for uh, through logical arguments, through something based on stats and figures. It's something based on emotions. And so that's really what a lot of people recommend. I have a big problem with how a lot of people do communication consulting and advise politicians on how they communicate. And that's why I started my own organization to do that. Um, but I think that's why people gravitate towards that because it's effective. It works. So Dan, you're uh, in the political stratosphere with your libertarian candidate party. Uh, the more I talk to you, the more I feel like uh, you've, you've given up on that and uh, <laughs> you don't, democracy can, can, can fight through with the consultants. What's your take on what Riley just said? Yeah, what, what I think he's to? right. Um, there's, I mean, first of all, you look at what's going on here and it's like textbook right out of the art of war. This is, I mean, it's the same thing we see over and over again. It's rally the troops. It's get them together. Um, get a, get, this is how you get a million people to back you up and you can do whatever you want. They're, they're, you know, the government's power or politicians power comes from the people who back them up, right? Without us, they're powerless. And, um, and, and yeah, Riley's absolutely right that, you know, people don't make, uh, these educated decisions about what's going on because we've got our own lives to worry about. We have complicated things going on in our own lives, our personal lives, our relationships, our marriages, our jobs, everything else. Um, we don't have time to like fully study and understand what's going on in politics. So it's it's all relegated down to just what we hear in sound bites and what gets us emotionally involved. And then, of course, you know, some of us, depending on what what needs we have in our lives and which politicians are going to promise to provide for those needs. Um, so it, it really is completely emotional. And that's just that's just how people are manipulated. So I feel like, uh, you know, before we had the Democrats and Republicans as celebrities and gods, we had uh, religions and the Christian religion. They're always talking about in church. They're always talking about discerning who the fault. There, there's a lot of thoughtful philosophy. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, prophecy and, and parables that go with religion. It seems like in this political circus, it really is about hating the other side. And, and, and both sides, like, I just want to show this video. In the same city of brotherly love, we've got, uh, of course, the MAGA forces are uh, fascists or whatnot. And, uh, the, and now we have Trump here. Let's play the video of Trump's response. As you know, this week, Joe Biden came to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to give the most vicious, hateful, and divisive speech ever delivered by an American president, vilifying 75 million citizens, plus another probably 75 to 150, if we want to be accurate about it, as threats to democracy and as enemies of the state. You're all enemies of the state. He's an enemy of the state. You want to know the truth? The enemy of the state is him and the group that control him, which is He's very unifying. I mean, he's talk, he just talked about, to be accurate, it's the first time Trump's ever been accurate, by the way. 
that's the first time. Have you noticed that? This is the first time Trump's ever worried about being accurate. Oh, 55 to 75. This guy's a fucking, I don't get it. But then he's, just like Joe Biden in his speech talks about how the country is evil and we should, then he wants to talk about how we should all come together. I mean, Trump just eats off of them with, uh, you just called you guys the enemy of the state. Well, you're the enemy of the state. These two parties, bro. I mean, like, really? Is there anything, is there anything more um, illustrative of two parties, Democrats and Republicans, being in the city of brotherly love? One of the cities where the, the Declaration of Independence was signed and our, our heritage was, you know, it, it evolved. And there they are dividing the country in the birthplace of brotherly love and united of the 13 colonies. I mean, is there any other proof to you, Jamar, that these Democrats are the problem? Every day I see a whole new illustration of that. that. What do you think about that, Jamar? This is, this is just textbook off of fear of Trump running. That's what this is just straight up that they are trying everything they can do to make sure that this guy does not get in office next term. And look, they had the chance when he was in office to impeach him on things that he actually should have been impeached for. They had the chance to get rid of him before January 6th, but they didn't. They dropped the ball on things that were not true. And this whole divisiveness of trying to like it, it, it's never worked, and it's 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 and it's just going to make things um, more destructive. Um, me as a working class organizer and somebody that really feels for the working class, um, there's already a lot of parts of the capitalism where it's always divisive twenty four seven. And just like everyone else on this panel has said, a lot of people don't pay attention to how politics really are and how problematic this really is. And they're just going to see this and it's going to give them a reaction of what they feel within that moment. And that scares me because also seeing how January 6th went and also just being a black man and knowing the history of America, I think it's hilarious that, uh, people keep saying this is not who we are because this is exactly what America is. And until we get out of that, (laughs) this is why Biden gets to say shit like this. A lot of of all of y'all have echoed this whole, we don't have enough time. We've got women, we've got lives and we've got marriages and stuff like that. Yet they have enough time to know how the, the names of the Kardashians they have enough time <laughs> to fucking know about the history of Rahab and Boaz. They have enough time yeah. to fucking figure out who the fuck is on uh, American Idol. But they don't have time to fucking discern who, who, who is, who's a record, you know, who wrote a crime bill. They don't have time to discern who is literally never accurate, who never even helps himself, who's a dumbass who never wrote his own book, who needs help literally getting up the ramp because he's so fucking overweight and fucking lazy. Well, that's These the perfect guys. design of it, Tommy. That's just how they, that's how, it has to be that we way. We don't have time it's for this. to care about well, the, the Think about how much time that actually takes. You got, what, the Kardashians? <laughs> you got 30 minutes a week? Like, really, that's all. Plus, like, a five minutes when somebody tweets something? That's that's all it is. But it's like versus Paul's, oh, man, I got to go learn economics? I got to go read a book? A whole book? That could, that could take me, like, a week. 
Um, they won't even look up. They have Google at their fingertips. They won't even look up the word socialism. No, people they won't. don't know where to start. start again. I'm, I'm Dude, tired of. I mean, it's start at Google. Start at Google. Twenty four seven. So Riley, Riley, how are you gonna com- how are you gonna organize this community of dumbasses then? I'm sorry, I'm being mean. I'm being divisive now. I'm sorry. How are you going to organize these wonderful Americans who just don't have time and they have a lot of excuses? While we have income equality now, since the Gilded Age, we've got wars being funneled uh, by money laundering 1% that own more wealth than the bottom 90% combined. We've got 10 cities and districts of uh, California and we've got uh, homelessness skyrocketing where we refuse to build homes for the homeless. How are you going to organize this wonderful, just, just distracted, American citizens, citizenry. What do you think, Riley? Yeah, it's a great question. And I really think it can be disheartening working in politics and trying to be an organizer and seeing people that don't engage. There can be so much time that is spent and you end up just getting one volunteer or you get five votes and you just spent eight hours working for that. Um, But I really think I'd like to challenge Uh, that narrative that people aren't disinterested. It's that there's a lot of reasons that they don't engage with politics and it's not because they're not interested. I think it's because it's communicated wrong and because a lot of people aren't given the reason to engage in politics Um, and they don't realize how much politics affects them. I think a lot of people have this idea, oh, I just don't want to be politically involved because it's just too complicated. It's too much shit being thrown around, which is true. Um, But they don't realize that their landlord raising rent on them is politics. Their road having potholes is politics. Right. Ford College is politics. Um, And they also, when you look at politics, you see people that are in their 70s controlling our country. And so they don't see themselves represented. So why would a young person feel like their vote matters if they don't see anyone that looks like them that's in politics. Um, why would they be interested in spending their time for something that they can't even relate to? You know, you're able to relate to a reality TV show because there's relationship drama and there's all those things like that. But in our national politics, it's very unrelatable because almost everyone is a millionaire. Interesting point. So is that how you're feeling, uh, Dan? I feel like, you know, you're, you're a very powerful person. You've got very knowledgeable, sensible, uh, you know, ideas and your rapport is, you know, uh, very charming. And uh, are you giving up on, 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 on politics and and heading, heading to Mexico, running from those 87,000 IRS agents that are about to take your ass to fucking jail? Um, Yeah. I mean, I've taken a lot of different approaches um, and, and, you know, my, my own philosophy has evolved over the years, but, um, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing, participating in the, in the political game is, you know, it's like war games. It's the only way to win is not to play. Um, This is, this is a system that's designed to give control, a lot of control to a very small handful of people. And it, it doesn't matter if you can hand that control over to somebody else, because as soon as you let your, you know, even if you give it to like this great virtuous person, the minute you leave your, your guard down, somebody else is going to take it. They're going to seize. And, it, and it's, it's all this concentrated power in one space. And so the only way to, to stop that is to stop giving this power to these, um, 
these quote unquote know-it-alls who, you know, they, they don't know anything. Like when, when they think they're experts on all these different subjects and then they, they like, Oh, I'm an expert on the economy. All we have to do is print a bunch of money. And then it's like, Oh shit, we just crashed the economy. Like this is, you know, look at how, how poorly they handled um, uh, the, the COVID pandemic and everything else. And it's like, everybody had their own different opinions on it. Nobody was an expert. And what they, what really should have happened is people should have been left to gather their own information. You have doctors and scientists giving us information that, that we can make our own decisions based on. But as long as somebody gives us the truth and like there was this even, um, you know, so the government was lying to us the whole time about how deadly this was, what, what's the deal with the vaccines and all this other stuff. Then finally they come out and admit like, oh yeah, well, we knew the vaccines weren't as effective as we were telling it. So they admitted that they were lying to everybody basically preventing us from making our own decisions. Had they just come out and said, this is how effective it is. This is how likely to like, and let us like, and then, and then not censor and silence all these, all these opposing doctors. Um, and, and you know, like all this stuff that they could have done and let us make our own decisions. Then like, you know, yeah, some, some people are going to die. Cause they're just gonna be like, I don't believe in any of that shit. I'm going to go around licking the toilets. And like, people are going to do that. But it's like, you know what? That's 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 freedom. That's their own choice, right? They have nobody to blame but themselves. But when when somebody's making all their decisions based on these these experts who are basically like telling them at gunpoint, this is what you have to do. You have to take this vaccine. You have to do this. You have to do then then basically if that person dies, that blood is on your hands. If they died because they took the vaccine, that's on your hands. Instead of just saying, look, we think you should make here's the information, make a decision for yourself. So this is where I, I want to address all of you guys, and I want to give you my opinion on this whole vaccine thing. Dan, this is where I disagree with you that this was be, uh, because we followed experts that don't know anything. This was because we have a capitalist system that doesn't want to help people. The, the whole part of capitalism is to maximize profits, have returned customers for maximization of profits, and growth quarterly interest rising. That's how you rise. That's how you build more and you create monopolies and you uh, have power. And I knew it was a capitalist ploy the moment they said we had to come back and do it again. Now, this is a very interesting conversation because on the other side, I had to fight my own people like Riley because uh, they were saying I don't follow the science. I I don't know what you were saying, Riley, but I just knew that with 64% efficacy, with them not testing it on animals, but testing it on the first batch of us, Knowing that uh, in, a, in a few years I'll be watching Judge Judy and I might be entitled to a compensation, like literally. The FDA approves everything the Pfizer and Moderna, and this is not the, the politicians, bro. This was strictly Pfizer and Moderna. Pfizer's having contracts with our government since Barack Obama. Do you all know that? So this is literally uh, these boosters, these fall boosters, they're going to be pumpkin spice flavored. This is not going away. This is a capitalist sales pitch that is do y'all disagree with me or agree with me? Because it just seems to well, me the proof is. In I have a, I have a different spin on on that, but I don't think that I don't think we should oh, go as deep into question. that topic. Question, we can bro. talk about. I don't that give a shit about YouTube. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Mark Zuckerberg. You guys are lame. Okay. We're gonna fucking heal to the FBI. We're gonna fucking streaming I don't give a shit about you guys. This I is get, my podcast, so and we're gonna go there, guys. Because fuck these guys. Every time I say something, three months later, it's fucking right. And they still fucking put a strike on my channel. So fuck you, idiots. We're gonna I've talk seen about the strikes. That's crazy. I'm fucking sick but of this I'm shit. I'm here with you too, brother. Strikes I get for the strikes right. as well too. But I, I have right to though. say, it's fucking stupid <laughs> nonsense. I have to say, I feel that I feel that um, like 
for so with, with my party, we we, we are pro uh, making sure people be va- want to be vaccinated. Um, but I do uh, see exactly the issues with the CDC and everything like that. Um, it, it's it's a whole new different type of vaccine I saw with the um, with with the proteins that they use instead of how I guess it was in the past where they had like a small strain, like the flu and stuff like that. And they inject that into you. But I understand this, this controversy that is so crazy how they're building capital and all these things on it. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, vaccines did help eradicate polio. It did help eradicate smallpox. And I, 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 I do have this idea that late stage capitalism that we are right now has made this shit just, make it so fucking uncomfortable and a lot of corruption within it. You know, the whole gain of function thing. I was like freaking out about that with, with, with that old guy that's in office for, for the CDC and everything. Like I was like, God damn, this gain of function. You was a part of that dude. Like y'all try to blame China for everything. And that was American, like fucking like uh funded and shit. There's so much with it and stuff. So it, it, it puts, Puts Look, me I'm in a that. sports guy. Damn. I, love the, I love the NBA. I love stats and free throw percentages. Shaq's free throw percentage was 70%. He banged fucking balls on the rim. This efficacy percentage is 64%. It does worse than Shaq's free throws. So just think about that. Just think about that. Yeah, but nobody dies like, when he misses. I know. Well, exactly. Well, this is the game of life, motherfucker. Riley, what do you have to say? Am I not following the science? What? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, yeah, I mean, as as Dan was saying on a different topic that a lot of people uh, think, oh, maybe I'm an expert on economics and they haven't taken an economics course. I'm not someone that's taken uh, any medical courses other than, you know, high school biology and some science courses in college. But she took algebra um, one and you know the fucking percentage 64%, right? Is that good? Right. I mean, and I don't know if that's accurate or not. I haven't seen that before, but I do know. Uh, there's the law of big numbers. And so this number I know isn't accurate right now, but when COVID was first starting out, I was seeing people saying, well, there's only about 2% of people that are dying. And I know it it decreased a lot since then, but people were saying, oh, it's only 2% of people dying. Like that's not a big problem. But if you apply that to a population of 7 billion people, 2% of that is millions and millions of people. Um, So it can be easy to, to think about, you know, if, if it's 64% effective, that's still something that's better than nothing. And you have the risk of if you Literally, take a that's vaccine. That's what people say when they vote for Democrats or Republicans. But, um, okay, so the law of large numbers states that the, the larger the group, the more, uh, you know, the more r- adequate, like, the, like real the percentage numbers are, right? That's the law of large numbers? Is that, is that right? Uh, no, so it's that more what? that uh, it's that if you... People get caught up. They don't understand, really. They can't conceptualize large numbers, just like how a million minute or a million seconds is, you know, like 37 minutes or something. A billion seconds is 37 years, something like that. Um, I got those numbers not exactly right, but people don't realize how big a billion is versus a million. And people don't realize like 2%. For me, if I'm like, oh, there's a 2% chance I'm going to die if I go for this skydiving experience, I'll be like, okay, I'll take that risk. But 2% applied to an entire world population, well, that's millions of people dying. Okay. Wait, well, and to what he is saying, we, we got to remember, America is 4% 
of the world's population. And we still lost the most people in COVID compared to other countries. Like it was what half a million during Trump. And then it ended up being like higher than half a million now. Like what, what is it like at 700,000, some shit like that. It's over a million. Okay. So it's over a million now. So, so I'm willing to accept your argument. It's, it's, it's very logical, (laughs) but at the same time, to think that this government was about helping us when it's only about maximizing profits and creating investments for their campaign donate donors right. to think that it was about help to think it was about health when it's always been about profits and everything, not just this is just another point, but your point is very valid as well. So um, it's hard to I, trust I can, the I can, government. I can take, I can take both. It's really, we shouldn't trust the government at all. Yeah. Right. You're not well, trusting the government guys. I totally understand. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I totally understand that perspective because, you know, our government has a a horrible history when it comes to uh, what was done to the black community regarding syphilis experiments and the Tuskegee experiments. And we did the same thing uh, in the Middle East when we were trying to track down bin Laden. We were running uh, vaccination programs, which actually were under false pretenses to uh, like test. I, I don't know the specifics, but is a strategy to try to find bin Laden. Um, what? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and so I think there can though be alignment sometimes between the profit motive and public health. Um, it might not be the best system. There could be a better system implemented that will save more lives, but you know, a company would get unfathomably rich if they developed a cure for cancer. So they get a big profit motive and they're saving some lives. Well, here's the the thing that I see with like this, this profit motive argument, right? Because you have a lot of people who are saying there should be no profit. You have some people saying there should be all profit, right? But you have two sides of it. Profit motivates people to do things, but at the same, so, so it's like, it's like, okay, we, we want somebody to come up with the invent a cure for cancer, right? Profit's going to encourage people to do that. But then at, on the other side of that, there's, you know, do you have a system that's going to force people to buy it? Right. Because, mm. you know, somebody comes, somebody comes up to you on the street and they're like, Hey, like I got this new product. You should try this, right. You're flipping channels. You see like one of those infomercials on, you should buy this product, buy this product. And it's like, okay, you can sit there and say like, okay, is this a scam? Does this really work? Does it really do what he's saying? Right. He has a motive to sell it to you regardless of whether or not it works. Right. That, that profit incentive is there. Now, if if he knows that most people are smart enough to say, hey, you know what, let me go online and see, and, you know, research this and see if it actually works, that's going to make his job harder if the product doesn't actually work, which means if he really wants to make some money, he really has to make it work. But when it comes to the government and you have these partnerships with these, with these uh, pharmaceutical companies and all these other things where they can say, basically, we have a product that doesn't work. In fact, it might even be harmful. But we're going to force you to buy it. We're going to protect you from any repercussions from, from all this other stuff. Then what you have is a system that, that doesn't have that. You, you don't have this. You have the profit incentive, but that's all you have. But then on top of that, you're forcing people to buy it at gunpoint, right? Which is completely different from somebody being able to say like, okay, this guy wants to sell me something. Maybe it's snake oil. Maybe it's a scam. Let me do my own research. 
so I think that the the profit motive itself is not necessarily a bad thing. It's when it's when they take away our freedom to be able to decide whether or not we want to pay for something. If something's already paid for because the, our money's been stolen through taxes, or if something's you know the government is saying you have to buy this or else, then then we don't like that is completely gone. The the profit itself is. Um, the profit itself, I want to say, is is innocent, and I know a lot of people don't see it. The profit it that way. is innocent. The, the profit is. I'm innocent. sorry. I'm just gonna have to be a real leftist, guys, and just let you know that when you attach profits onto people's lives or health or their welfare, it just doesn't be. It's not innocent anymore. Like literally, this is a game that we should be learning the lesson about putting attaching profit onto anything with life, liberty, and happiness. Just to me is. It's taken away from our inalienable rights. I get it, but that's that's taken out of proportion from the fact that we it's have like taxes. Like, no, no, well, think think about this. Let's let's go to insulin because I talk about insulin all the time, right? Should insulin is cheap. Insulin is dirt cheap, and this would save a lot of people's lives, right? The profit incentive for people to make insulin and get in and make cheaper insulin than somebody else, so that more people can have access to it. That profit incentive saves more lives. What what does the opposite and hurts more people is when that profit incentive gets so corrupt that they go to the government and say, hey, we don't want anybody else. We want to increase our profits, which means nobody else can undercut our price. So we need you to put some laws in place that affect how people are able to make decisions. We're, they're tampering with the market. Now, now, that is a corrupt profit motive where they're actually engaging in criminal activity to, to make sure that they can inflate their profits. But somebody who hey, innocently wants to say, okay. hey, I want to make a little bit of profit and save some lives, there's nothing wrong with that. Speaking of fucking, uh, you know, making the government, with, giving a government a profit motive, y'all going to see this movie? Okay. So I'll tell you what's going down. Do you know who I am? They told me you were VIP. Well connected to the government. What kind of a moron forgets to pick up his laptop at a repair shop? You're a Biden. Act like one. Everything he built, life, I just ruined it all. I want to know everything that's on that laptop that can ruin my erection. My friends, it's time to party! I'm an artist. Tell me how I can help you. I don't deserve help. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been through worse. I can't seem to find anything but positive stuff on the Bidens. Who's the point man for the foreign policy in the Obama regime? Joe Biden. So it looks like you need a billion dollars. So the obvious next question is, where's Hunter? I can remember getting paid some money, but I can't remember what for. Well, my dad says we never discuss my businesses, period. Or my cut. What's happening in there? Joe's in on it. Party's over! <sighs> you had everything, Hunter, and you threw it all away. You hope the laptop will take down everybody with you. Get out! China's not our enemy. They're not bad folks, folks. I love my dad. And I just want to make him proud. I am the one who brings in all the deals. I am the one. 
have to say, I think the conservatives finally, they finally made a good movie. After all the stupid Obama fucking Antichrist movies and the Hillary's fucking drinking blood of the of babies movies, I think they finally uh, made an entertaining movie that I would actually watch. Because that looks, that looks fucking fun. Yeah. Oh, that, looks like a, that looks like a Saturday God. night at the Alamo Draft House right there. Yeah. What do you think, guys? Tell, truest, tell me, tell me, this is a parody. Thing they've ever fucking Please. said about politics. No, no, tell me this is a parody, Tommy. Tell me this is not a real. So, like, literally, I was watching these interviews <laughs> on Fox News because I have to watch Fox. I, I watch Fox sometimes. I find things interesting. Like, I find Tucker Carlson super interesting. No, I feel you. Uh, you I have to understand what everybody's but saying. I do the same. Let, thing. let me tell you. Sometimes you find little gems, like the director was on, and the whole time that they were filming this movie, Hunter Biden. His lawyers tried to infiltrate. They tried to become actors and infiltrate into the movie and try to fucking like disrupt it. And then the FBI came in and tried to shut it down. I'm like, did you just you guys just shut down the laptop? Come on, like literally. The more like you want to shut the shit down, the juicier it gets. Just let everybody know what you're doing. We all know that you're fucking smoking crack all up and down. Smoking crack at Wendy's. You're smoking. This guy's on a crackhead tour. You want to talk about Riley? What's fucking disrespectful to the black community? The crime bill that Joe Biden fucking put into law that incarcerated half my race. And then his fucking son is smoking crack at Wendy's. All up and down the fucking East Coast and West Coast. Smoking crack at fucking McDonald's. Smoking crack at fucking Malibu. Smoking crack at fucking everywhere. Hey, I'm smoking crack. Nobody fucking talks about it. Morning Joe's like, huh? Yeah. So, like, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Legalize marijuana. Oh, my God. Why did you show us that? Why did you do that? Because if I should buy to smoke a crack one more time and marijuana is not legalized, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking go up there myself. <laughs> I'm going to go up to Washington, D.C. myself. I'm do, you, with do all you guys think all drugs should be legalized? Yes, they should all oh, be hell yeah. And I'm not demonizing yeah. Hunter. I'm just saying Hunter Biden's not going to ever have uh, – he's not going to ever recover from crack addiction because he's never going to have consequences. And we're all going to pretend like he's not smoking crack at Wendy's. So let me just tell you that this is harmful to an addict – and this is harmful to America, keeping uh, 20% of the population into in, incarcerated and not having jobs because of their, dr- you know, their drug records. Like, we should be done with this madness. But this is hi- total hypocrisy, bro. The Biden administration is total hypocrisy in, at, at every turn. And it's, 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 it's really just pissing me off. Bro. You know, I'm not really a good fan of Obama as I used to be. But he did say that Joe has a tendency of fucking things up. <laughs> No, Biden. Fucking <laughs> he played. He fucking had to drop out. His, yeah, of course. So anyway, how yeah, did this and, happen, guys? How did this happen? Why? And we- the communication side of things. The reason Joe Biden was selected as Obama's vice presidential ticket was to placate the moderate white voters and say, "Okay, I know it's scary that we got a black man running for president, but it's okay. We got Joe <laughs> Biden. He wrote the crime bill, so we still so kind of how our society people. works. It's really used. It's not about who they use. It's about who can fucking win the whiteies over and who can fucking speak nicely to the fucking whoever. Like, it's all about being fake and just fucking taking people's feelings and stroking them like a cat. It's not about anything. I think that's why Trump won. Facts. I, I don't know, that man. Absolutely. Does anybody else have anything to say because I'm so sick of it? No, look. Hey, listen, listen. To go back to um what we were talking about, which was, I felt like was a real good, tangible argument about reaching working class. Sorry, people. I had to play with that's what it's about. We're, we got to reach working class people. It's, it's important. And I, I feel like if we always bring up the things that they have in common, they start to understand 
that we have a lot of things in common as working class people. But you know, you got somebody like Biden coming in, doing saying all that stupid shit. He and and look, Magna people, really, you're just gonna ostracize a, a voting group that now I don't I don't mean Liz Cheney <laughs> or Dick Cheney. I don't mean George W. Bush. Yeah, this is what, this so I mean the MAGA people, right? Not right. George W. Bush. Who fucking got us to the fucking Iraq war kills so all the oligarchs I mean the that are here? All this shit, oligarchs that are here. All I don't this mean shit. Mitt Romney. Yeah, authoritarian. You want to talk about authoritarian leaders that y'all represent? Like, y'all give Israel how much fucking money? Like, come on now. And they say Ukraine was the most corrupt place. Well, one of the most corrupt places in the world. And they gave them how much money? While people in Jackson. Can't even drink clean water and shit. Like, and this guy's, this guy's <laughs> supposedly in a war zone, and he's like, he's 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 ringing the opening bell at the fucking stock exchange. And do, do you see that? There's like this right. ridiculous stuff that's going on. Um, they're they're like they have like these film crews running around out there, like getting this ridiculous footage that it, it, it just totally makes the thing look fake. It but really does. It's, but it's like, but this is the thing, man. It's it's all it's all propaganda. Do you ever see that movie Wag the Dog? Yeah, no, I haven't. It, it, it's it go. You got to see. Like, I mean, it, it literally starts out with like, okay, look, we need a war, but there's nobody we can go to war with, so uh, let's just make some footage, and like that's what it was. And it's the same thing, right? Like, like that Iron Man too, right? With the, huh? with, with the Mandarin, right? Remember I did not thing? see Iron Man too, so it probably was. Yeah, he was just a fake bad guy. He was doing fuck. He was an actor. Amazing. He's like, I would do. He's really an actor and living in his basement. I've been kidding. Fact check. Fact check. That's Iron Man three. Thank you very much. Oh, that's oh, Iron Man three. I didn't see I, that one. Right, ever since She Hulk, I, I blacked out. I don't remember what the fuck uh, Marvel's doing. And Marvel's getting weird, bro. Like the Love and Thunder. It was, like, it was borderline dumb. Yeah, you know, I love. I love Ladley Portman. I love. What's his name? The dude. He's Thor is good. But like the acting and the and if they're not they're not as choppy anymore. I think it's because uh, what's this? Tony Stark's not in it anymore. He was just so like. Now it's just like, hur, hur, hur. should we help him? Maybe. It's just weird. It's just man, we're really covering weird, every right? topic on this podcast. <laughs> hey, right. <laughs> One more topic, guys, oh, and this top of the hour. This, this, oh this look, your your comment, comment friends are back. Right. <laughs> I hope it's not Michael telling me I'm a loon. All right, so uh, criminal forty-five. See, this is what they all yell, bro. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about the issues? Criminal forty-five. Oh yeah, loaded to lebrotol lebtards. This is all like. I mean, they're all they're all criminals. I come to these people's. I ask them to be free-thinking, innovative, and open-minded, and then they fucking write on my fucking thing. Criminal forty-five. You know, you know what's criminal? I, I'm sorry, guys. I have a music education degree, and I really, as a teacher. I'm telling you guys to dig deeper for the free thinking, innovative, and open mindedness. Please, <laughs> you, you get it. You get a C plus. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, well, so like, I mean, on that note, like, whatever's criminal is is you know, oh well, I'm forced, I'm forced to give all my money and and energy and everything to this government. What's criminal is when it doesn't do what I want. Like that's that's exactly what people are saying. I got my problem didn't get solved. His got solved. Oh, that's criminal. Mm. <laughs> My problem didn't get solved. And it's like, okay, why aren't we solving our own problems? And like, you look right. at the water, the, the stuff that's going on with the water. Where's your water come from? Nobody knows where they're, most people, like if you live in a city, 
You don't know where your water came from. You don't know where's your power plant. Where is the power plant that that is closest to you that gives you the energy for, to run your house? Nobody right. knows. But you go to like you look at like people in rural areas. It's like they don't have this problem. They don't have this like black water coming out of their sink because they know where the water comes from. They can get their own water. They can collect rainwater. They store this stuff. They're not dependent on the government. And like I, I read this article about what was going on. Um, I think it was I don't know. It was one of these cities having a having a water thing where they were out of water. And I don't know if this is true, but the story alone should be fearful. Where like it should make people fearful. Where. They, they, they said that, you know, the, the city was saying, oh, the water system is broken, the plant's broken and everything else. And then the Army Corps of Engineers came in and they just said, oh, you turned it off. Let's turn it back on. Meanwhile, they were the, the city planners were trying to say, oh, we need a billion dollars to fix it. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but that should be concerning that a, a city like your only source of water can literally shut it down and extort you for money. Say we need to raise we need to raise taxes. We need all this stuff. But and meanwhile, they make it illegal, illegal in some places to collect rainwater or to, to you know, drill a well or, you know, do do all the stuff to get off of your dependence on them. They're forcing you at gunpoint to be dependent on their water system and then they can just shut it down and extort you like that. Um, that that's that's absolutely insane. But they don't teach us where our water comes from in school or where our electricity comes from in school. The city government doesn't want us to know this. They don't teach us this with public service announcements. They want to keep us ignorant and dependent on their systems. And, and that's like that's the big crime. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with you. What do you think? Riley? That's a, that's, he just started a really deep conversation. Oh, go ahead, Riley. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, you're good. As someone from a rural area, uh, my parents are, are farmers in southwest Washington. Um, it is there. There are still a lot of issues. I think uh, we got to be careful not to do the fallacy of appealing to nature, which is all about, oh, we just need to go back to our roots as hunter gatherers. Things were so much better back then. We could just eat figs and drink wine. Um there is a lot of benefit of, of having a society um, where we are able to gather resources and create these complicated systems that individually you might not be able to create by yourselves or you, you don't know the effects. So I understand with the whole gathering rainwater and how it's super frustrating that it's illegal in certain areas. And it's something that my parents do themselves. We gather rainwater. Um, to use because we need to water our plants. And so that can help a lot. Um, However, there are some logical reasons towards that as well, uh, that if all the water is being gathered into these buckets and then it's not being distributed and flowing into river systems, then that can mess up the entire ecosystem. And I think that is something that the government can play a role in that if you have, you know, some people living upstream that just dump all their sewage into the river like they used to do. Uh, very, con- It still happens in some places in the world, um, but it was very prominent. They dump all the sewage into the river, and then, well, the town downstream would be getting a ton of shit water. So I think that's something that the government can play a good role in, in organizing a society. So I want to ask you one more thing since we're talking about how, you know, some people shit upstream and they're, they're hurting your, your rain, your rainwater. And, and we have a lot of uh, the society part. 
we've got, uh, of course, a country divided. And it's funny because, like, you're having, like, these really interesting points, both of you, all of my, my whole panel. Meanwhile, we've got the creepy porn Trump, like, literally, guys, this is, like, this is interesting to me. As, as an observationist, he's obsessed with Trump. These guys are obsessed. They, you're talking about rainwater, and he's talking about. Like, Trump was not I, I'm sorry. The worst I, I, I don't mean to like. <laughs> I don't mean to like hedge on it, but it like it really like literally it makes me. But curious. look, this this is proof. It's the I'm same why, thing right here. I'm, I'm Trump, like, why Trump you're obsessed? Trump for prison is the same thing as lock he's her not up. Listening, it's, he's it's not the listening same to thing. a goddamn word you're saying about rainwater. He's just fucking obsessed with Trump. Fucking talking about Trump. It's weird, bro. But anyway, um. While while they're obsessed with Trump and let's they're obsessed with Biden, like Trump, let's 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 talk about let's talk about Lori Lightfoot and the fact that Greg because it's not just property. You want to talk about that? You want to yes, talk bro. about that? Because okay. literally, Lori Lightfoot <laughs> talked about it. All right. So I don't. Let's so I, I know that Riley hasn't been watching the news because it's probably horrible, and neither of you because you're in Mexico, Dan. So let me just show you. <laughs> He's running from the IRS. So let me just um Dad, you're gonna run for Dad, you're gonna fucking run from the IRS, bro. They're gonna come for you, bro. He what keeps do you mean? Telling, they're sending me money. He keeps telling me he's like, I don't fucking have to pay my tickets. They're gonna now he Biden just hired 87,000 fucking IRS agents. He you're the one, you're the reason he hired him, bro. You're the inflation reduction act, bro. Just let you know, Lori Life has something to say about Greg Abbott, though. Chuck, you gotta watch this. Um, 50 people in total, um, mostly uh, families. Um, they are started the process just as it happened last week, uh, doing the initial intake and triage. Um, and we are working together with our state, our county, and other local officials. Um, and of course, the bevy of uh, not for profit organizations uh, that have come together over these last couple of weeks to make sure that we provide a real welcome uh, to individuals who are coming here uh, to our city uh, to help them make the transition, whether they're staying here or moving uh, onward. Happy to take any questions. Yes, sir. <clears throat> well, here, here's my frustration. Like, we're a welcoming city, so we're always going to step up and do the right thing to make sure that migrants who are coming here to our city are well-received, that they're supported, that they have food, clothing, shelter, medical care if necessary. My frustration comes from um, the actions of the, the governor of Texas. There could be a level of coordination and cooperation, but he chooses to do none of those things and instead tries to send human beings not cargo, not freight, but human beings across the country to an uncertain destination um, and, and what the circumstances here on the ground. We have yet to hear from anybody in an official capacity from Texas. That's unacceptable. We're talking about human beings' lives who have themselves gone through an incredible journey just to get to the United States. I think the decent human thing to do is to co cooperate and collaborate. Um, I understand what, what, that he obviously has no interest whatsoever in providing any kind of support to people that are coming to Texas, but then do the right thing and collaborate and cooperate. Instead of us having to guess, are they coming, are they not coming, how many, what are their needs? That is insanity that doesn't have to happen. He is manufacturing a human crisis, and it makes no sense to me.
We're, we're, still trying to, we're still trying to get that information. They literally just have been here um, less than two hours, so we're working with them now to understand what their countries of origin are, whether or not they have uh, any relatives um, or contacts here in the area, um, and if not, uh, what we need to do to make sure that we can um, welcome them properly. We can, we can do, we can do a follow-up. That's okay. Go ahead, sir. Well, it's part of my agenda to be a welcoming city. Thousand. So anyway, um, if y'all realize what's going on, Governor Abbott is following through with his promise. That's your governor. I mean, he's really like, he's not really a governor. He's just a guy in a wheelchair who fucking has, has things whenever Trump tells him to do things. And he really prefers not to do anything. He really, really just prefers to not. But Beto O'Rourke, right, he doesn't do nothing. Not like Beto O'Rourke would do anything either. Beto O'Rourke would cry. He'd probably just like cry. Damn right he would like take your guns. Oh. <laughs> Dan, is that your ideal governor, guns. though? Someone that does nothing? Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I mean to take this. Uh, go ahead. Well, he's not. He's Bradley, not what was your question? Nothing. He's still locking people up for for possession of cannabis. He's still he's yeah. still stealing people. He law order. So, um, he's right, still so he's doing something, people. Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> what? But I, I want to say this. I want to say Dude, this because, uh, like, I've, I've I, I'm not saying never Republicans are better. I'm they're they're really cruel. Okay. Republicans are cruel, and they think things are funny that are absolutely horrible. They say horrible things too. Like, just they think it's fine, you know, going after trans uh, transgendered people, going after drag queens, showing up at bars, telling them they're grooming kids. Like that grooming thing, it comes from back in the '60s, you know, before the civil rights movement, where like they thought we were pedophiles and we would fucking have sex with your kids. That's where that grooming thing comes from. So it's coming back, this whole grooming thing that they say. I hate, I, I really hate what, what their, their humor. They think it's funny, though. I don't know why. And I've always wanted to understand why they think messing with human beings is funny. Because they're poor or marginalized or can't fight back or weird looking or not Christian. I don't get it. That's my biggest beef with the right wing. But uh, you were saying something, Dan, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's all it, it's all fear, but I, well, I wanted to say I've never seen uh, Lori Lightfoot um, speak before, and I can see why she's got so much support and why she got elected, but just from the way that she speaks, because like, but like really, like the only thing that I've seen from her is like the you know it's and it's mostly like the Republicans passing around a photo of her where she looks like Beetlejuice, she looks like sick, and they're like you know oh look how and she's giving people health advice. And it's like, that's all I knew from that. And I'm like, she she doesn't look like that, like in this video. And I don't know if that was just one bad photo of her as photoshopped or what, but it's like, this is all the same political bullshit and lies that they do to like, to, to demonize both sides. And I want to say the same thing about this guy in the comments who's saying, he's saying all this shit about Trump. Like it's the exact same thing that the that the left says about the right that the right says about the left. Like he's saying, you know, criminal, like like Trump for prison. And it's like, they were saying Hillary for prison. It's it's yeah. the same thing. Like they're like they're using the same political rhetoric, but they're just in completely separate bubbles, and they don't talk to each other, and they're isolated in the, the same way. Like you know, nobody's innocent or nobody's nobody's free from that. The same way as I never saw Lori Lightfoot actually say anything. All I knew about her until now was like you know just the pictures and the rhetoric about her, and and you know and and 
And, you know, I'll even admit that seeing that and, and hearing what I've heard about her never even like I would never even think to go like, oh, let me look her up and see what she has to say because of that. Like it's, you know, as, even if we try to be unmanipulated, like that stuff still gets to us without us even knowing about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm very uh, I just think it's messed up that he keeps going after go, sending them to cities where there are black mayors. I'm pissed off about that. That, that makes me upset because what they, the DC mayor, like she stressed the hell out and now they stressing mayor Lightfoot out and we can talk about all this. I don't think it's because they're black mayors though. It's because they're, 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 what do they call them? They're no, it's not, but like, it's just trees. funny how that's a thing. I'm like, what the fuck, man? He's like, testing their metal. He's testing their metal. Stressing my sisters them, out. He's making man. them live up to their, um, live up to their principles, which are New Haven is a sanctuary Probably, city where I haven't said at. anything about this. Like I'm really dying to know. Cause like, sometimes I feel like, where am I? I'm having an ideological crisis when this is all going on. Cause wait, I don't wait, know. Tommy. You got Joe Biden calling him tacos. I don't know what, what's going on with the left. So I wait, Tommy, you. I gotta up? say you, you too, Jamar. Go ahead. Uh, New Haven is a sanctuary city as well as Chicago and DC. So is he going to send a bus here? That like, is he so like that's too far and gas is really expensive because by inflation Century city yeah i so mean he's yeah, gonna of chicago like chicago's a nice midway you know maybe you spend like <laughs> 50 dollars you, you put him in a you put him in a nissan he gets 20 miles to the gallon or electric car i don't know he just really like he he's not trying to solve the problem obviously none yeah, of them but are. that's dividing the country he's just too. trying to make a fucking statement and that's what these people are all doing I yeah. wish they would stop taking people and making them statements. That's right. really cruel. Exactly. exactly. It's just the same thing as making healthcare a, a par with fucking profit. These are right. human beings, bro. And like literally, guys, come on, please. If he it's really not- care, he'll come after the U.S. government for st- for making all these coups and shit in Latin America and putting up all these puppet CIA leaders and shit. That is why they have refugees, if he really cared. That's the real <laughs> That's the real truth, right there. We all know he doesn't. <laughs> we all know he doesn't care. We all know they're just going to pretend why all these refugees are coming. Yeah. Yeah. If we want to get into that, that's what my Fulbright research was on. I was living in Guatemala and researching the indigenous genocide and civil war that happened in the in the 20th century, which is all very attributed to or at the fault of the United States, since we overthrew their democratically elected government. Uh, in 1954, we believed that they were maybe going to become communist. They weren't communist at the moment. There's no evidence that the president, Arbenz, was communist, but we are afraid of that domino effect. If one country starts, then they'll all, they'll all get communist. So the so CIA why, yeah, I'm sorry. overthrew the government. I've always wondered why is it why is it always because that seems to be the big scary thing, I guess, because McCarthyism's communists. When there's like so many worse things like ISIS and like, why did the, why is communism still like after all these years, why is it the big scary thing? Cause uh, why is it that, why is it communism that's branded so scary? It, it's, it's the only thing that yeah. was to oppose capitalism in my opinion. I think that's, yeah. that's honestly. I think that's spot on because that's something that uh, could and has opposed communism in the past or opposed capitalism in the past. And there's that profit motive. Uh, a billionaire would not want to see a communist society because they'll either lose their head or they'll lose all their money. Um, <laughs> so they have a lot of incentive to keep 
people from not wanting to pursue that. They call Russian oh. communists because and there's oligarchy. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't even I say wouldn't, that like, the, the, the fight between communism and capitalism is, is almost as, as pointless as the fight between Democrats and Republicans because right. like – the, the, there's this there's this illusion that like under under socialism, which is, you know, the stepping stone to, to communism, that you're going to somehow tear down like there's not going to be any billionaires like nobody's you're going to take all this wealth and distribute it around to everybody. But it's like, no, whenever you have socialism or communism, what happens is you you still get a concentration of wealth. And it's like it's the people running the government and it's all their it's all their friends that are running the, the businesses that are supposed to keep the the, the government running. So it's really not any different. Sure, there's like some differences in how the structure and everything work. But if you want to talk about like if you want to look at how um, the United States is structured, like that's getting that's getting like closer and closer to fascism and socialism, the way that that's going. But they still call it capitalism. Right. Meanwhile, they're like, oh, you know, like, oh, what China is doing. Oh, my God, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's communism. What Russia is doing. Oh, it's communism. And it's like. It's like they're doing the same thing the United States is doing. They're trying to create a government that's that's in control of everything. So it's really just it you know, it's like the Democrats and the Republicans. Ooh, those bad Democrats. Ooh, those bad Republicans. And it's like you guys are doing the same thing. You're 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 intimidating people, you're giving them fear so that they'll give you all their money and all their power so you can control everything. I think well, we should a- have a government that works for all of us and not just the few 1%. I don't know. Spot on. Spot on. Uh, But there are, Dan, there's a lot of different types of leftism and communism. Anarchist is a leftist philosophy. Um, There's anarcho-communism. There's syndicalism. And so what we've seen in history is authoritarian communism. Um, And there's debate that a lot of people have of which is a better system between authoritarian communism and the oligarchy. We Why have do you got to call it authoritarianism, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's just what Americans call it. And, like, a lot of people don't see it that way as in other countries. I think the Mark McCarthyism is, it makes us think it's that way. Because there's different levels. It really it right. is. Antithetical to the wealthy class. And the wealthy class is what, what matters because they're doing the campaign finance contributions. Well, what's authoritarian about it is, is like, yeah, like, here's the thing with authoritarianism, the people who benefit from it, like, it's never authoritarian, because they're always getting what they want. But it's, it's the fact that you have a system that's, that's saying, this is the way things are going to be, and then they make it happen. That's what's authoritarian about it. So, you know, it's, it's, that doesn't even mean necessarily that it's that it's like you can maybe you have a dictator who's like you know he's great and he takes care of everybody he's still a dictator he's still authoritarian because he decides how everything is going to go and that's the way it goes right so so we kind of have to separate authoritarianism for for what it is like authority from you know whether or not it's good or bad and i think that's that's like part of the same thing like you know socialism and communism and all this other stuff it's like you know, everyone tries to say like, okay, it's a word. And so this is good or bad. And then, and that's the end of it when it's like, okay, but yeah, it's, it's concentrated power is what it is. You could get, it's, it's, a, it's like a gun, right? Are you going to give a gun to a good person or to a bad person? You give it to a good person, they're protecting people. You give it to a bad person, they're robbing people. I, I mean, even that. if they, even if they will say that they are a communist country, they are a communist party, doesn't mean that they are, in fact, a communist country. It could be that the goal was communism, but it was never met to be communism because they were still under a right. socialist understanding. Well, um, the Nazis themselves called them national socialists, and they and and, and, and that was the most uh, 
that was the most powerful way to like do smoke and mirrors because they were fascist, but they used socialism because they knew it was popular to trick and it worked so effectively. Um, right. But they weren't real socialists. And I feel like that shit is a part of the reason why there's so much of levels with the left. The left is just scattered. And so many, like you said, Riley earlier, there's many different forms of of of, of socialism and, and different ideas of communism. That that is actually true, and it, I I just think that America doesn't really know. We just perceive what we already. Um, you know, you have to put it on me. We just perceive that what we already read that they showed us. But there's a lot of different stories that we can hear from different people around the world. That if we if we listen to them and not listen to what we were raised with we will get a different perspective a way greater perspective i think that's the perfect way to be free thinking innovative totally open-minded yeah guys we're at the top of the hour and i really thank you guys for being on the panel because we talked about a lot of substantial things and i really was if i didn't have any guests i was just gonna go through the joe biden speech and fucking mock him I really was because I, I like can't believe that. you made me watch that thing, man. I, I have a seriously personal, personal vendetta against him. I feel like he's the one who literally made a lot of things, horrible things happen. But maybe that's just me and maybe I'm just biased. But um, yeah, I really I love to mock him and attack him. Uh, and uh, but instead we had like actually a fruitful conversation. And um, I think we all once again realized that no matter what perspective of the aisle we're on common sense and logic and coming together for the common good, uh, we are United States of America. We just have to get back to that. Yeah. Well, you got, guys, any, any last words? Any last words? Uh, Dan, what's your last words, bro? Where can they find you? Who are you at? Where are you at, bro? Oh, taxation is theft. I haven't said it all night. Got to get that out there. Um, but uh, I, I also want to say um, – Man, uh, Bob Marley quote, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. No one but ourselves can free our own minds. Like we we really have to understand that government is not going to make us free. We have to become free and independent in our own minds. We have to learn to take care of ourselves in our own lives and stop expecting government to do it for us because um, that's that's where our power comes from. That's where our true freedom comes from. And um, we've been voting for them to take care of us for for centuries and they still haven't gotten it right. That's because they don't care about us. We've never met our representatives. How many of you have actually met your representatives? You really think they care about you? No, they care about your vote. That's about it. So you really have to bring your own freedom to life and live your own life and stop expecting government to, to make you free and give you rights. I agree. Riley, I want to say, where can they find you? Where you at? All right. Well, we got Dan with the libertarian perspective. I'll give mine on the leftist side of things. Uh, our politics is fundamentally, I'm not even going to say broken because it's working exactly as it's intended to work. Um, and because of that, people don't feel connected to their government. They don't want to engage in politics, even though it affects them. It affects them every single day. And so I really do believe that we can have a better form of government, that it is possible and get back to the philosophical ideas of government, which is it's the people working together to get representatives or using direct democracy to how they want to organize their society. 
And I would much rather have the people deciding that rather than unchecked power that the rich and the corporations have. I love that shit. Agree. Jamar, what do you say? Um, listen. Anything? It, it, this all goes down to the working party, not working party, but the working class building up the power that they feel is right for the working people and no longer being uh, controlled by bureaucracy and by uh, oligarchs and this government that um, has profited off of and dividing our people for generations since the, since the establishment of it. And I think it's so important that we have to remember that we can fight these through unionizing, building, building a community that supports the community, getting the police to understand that we have to reform or change their, this system for public safety and addressing poverty, which is the huge reason why there is crime. And it is the only, the only thing, all these things are working class issues. And until we see how much commonality that we have, instead of looking at our differences that the, the capitalist system wants you to look at, we can, we can only do more through union, through unionizing, unionizing and doing better for our communities. That's all. That's what I have to say. <laughs> Amen. My brothers and sisters, why? We are in this particular Biden inflation and crisis. We'll never know. But I do know that the United States will emerge victorious once again. Y'all be free thinking, innovative, and open-minded. Riley Dolan, welcome to the show. Please come back. Be a friend. Jamar Jabari, the best co-host in the world. And taxation might be theft, Dad. I think I agree with you. Be free thinking, innovative, guys. Combination Politics. Have a great Tuesday.